0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. This is No Pills, No Hunger. I am Robin Wong, and this is episode 123. I hope you're having a a wonderful day. And a topic I want to talk to you about today is the correlation between diabetes and depression. And so the rate of depression in people with diabetes um, is much higher than in the general population. And when I realized that the statistic that women experience depression about twice as often as men, and the risk of depression increases in women with diabetes. I decided I was wanted to shed a little light on it in my in my podcast. And I'm not a mental health expert. Um, I am sharing information that I have I've read on the American Diabetes Association, which I will link. And so, if um, right off the top, if you are feeling depressed or having a difficult time, I would encourage you to reach out um, and get help, okay? Um, you know, reach out to a mental health provider, okay? And for sure. And so, uh, so you know, I think some of the increased numbers with women that um, with diabetes is because, you know, hormonal factors may contribute to the increased rate of depression in women. And so, um, if you're, pre-menopause, you have the the monthly cycles, right, that are hormone changes. And then, um, you know, any sort of, if you're in childbearing years, if you have pregnancy and all all that that comes with it. But even in pre-menopause and menopausal women, uh, you know, there's different hormones going on or lack of. And so there's changes. And so, um, and many women experience and face additional stresses. So um, they have responsibilities. A lot, women wear a lot of hats And so they have um, responsibilities at work and at home, might be a single parent, Um, they're they're caring for their children, often they're caring for aging parents. And so there's a lot going on, and now they're managing diabetes, okay? So uh, studies have shown individuals who are insulin resistant may have higher serotonin uh, concentrations and may be prone to depression and even suicide. So, women with diabetes may be more likely to suffer depression because of this of the clinical diagnosis. So, there's different types of depression, and like I said, I'm by no way an expert. Uh, major depression is characterized by a combination of symptoms that interfere with the ability to work, study, sleep, and eat, and really enjoy um, activities that were once pleasurable. Okay? So, there's something called dust. Um, dust Tymia. tymia, that's tymia, um, and it's, a, according to the definition I'm looking at on the American Diabetes Association's website, it's a less severe type of depression that involves long-term chronic symptoms that are not disabling, but keep one from fun- functioning well or feeling good. And then there's a range, right? You have the the ones you're probably more familiar with are like bipolar disease, a seasonal uh, affective disorder, postpartum depression, of psychotic depression. So there's a lot of different types, but there's definitely, um, some things that, you know, I think just being aware of it. And so with diabetes, it, the depression may not manifest it in those, in those classic ways that I just, just listed, right? Um, it may be, you know, the fact that you're tracking your blood sugars and dosing insulin and planning your meals and staying active it's a lot to think about and so if you leave it can leave you feeling run down and emotionally drained and completely overwhelmed actually and it's there's even a name for that and I I've, I've talked about it before called diabetes burnout and it's also beca- becoming um diabetes distress and so clinical psychologists that deal with people with di- type 2 diabetes or even type 1 you know start seeing these um, these classic, uh, symptoms, I think with them, but I think it varies from people to people, person to person. So just know. And so what's important is it's important to stay in touch with your emotions. As you manage your diabetes, check in with yourself, you know, how are you feeling? Are you stressed out? Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you scared? All those are valid emotions when you're dealing with a chronic, um, illness, like, like diabetes, chronic disease, like diabetes. Okay. So, Really take time to take inventory of your emotions and reach out to those around you and talk honestly um, and openly about how you feel. So and better yet, find a mental health expert or healthcare provider to guide you through this emotional terrain around your disease, all right? So with diabetes, feeling physically good is half the battle. Feeling mentally good is the other half. Just know that, okay? So I think, you know, those those feelings that you might have are are very normal. Like, it's natural to feel angry. I mean, it can start with your diagnosis of, of diabetes, and it can go from the question of why me to, like, rage at your disease, just depending on where you are in the process. And anger is an important part of your journey, really, toward accepting your life with diabetes. All right. And so while it can feel good and empowering to be this out of control, anger can also be really harmful to you and those around you, and it can lead to depression and st- stress So the key with, to dealing with anger starts with being able to identify what's making you angry. Okay. Um, and so that, that is where you want to start. It's like, you know, are you angry? because, you know, the milk got spilled or are you really angry that you have diabetes? Right? I mean, so sometimes I think this anger manifests itself in these other small things when it's really a deeper issue. This is true in so many things in our lives, right? With emotions, you know, what comes out is often not really what's driving the emotion. When you go deeper, you're like, oh, actually I'm really mad at what happened back at the office earlier today, but yet now I'm, it, I'm at home and making it seem like it's because the dishwasher wasn't emptied. Okay. So just know that you need to kind of, it helps to kind of go deeper and really look at it and then realize that it's okay to be angry and not that you have to suppress it, just understand it. I mean, maybe not even understand it, just acknowledge it. Okay. And so, you know, there's uh, some things you can do when you're angry and it's like, you take a breath and breathe again and get a drink of water, sit down, lean back, uh, really try to bring yourself back into yourself and work to quiet that anger and maybe take a walk, right? Sometimes movement really helps dispel those really intense emotions. So um, the other thing I think that happens with a diabetes diagnosis, there's all these stages you go through, right? There's Denial, and so really beware of the denial. Uh, You know, with as with every emotion you feel when you're diagnosed with diabetes, denial is natural. And you know, there's also grief, right? You're grieving the life that you used to have, and now it's different because you have diabetes. But with denial, you know, everyone feels this sense of not me, or I don't believe it, or there must be some mistake. Um, but at some point you have to accept your diagnosis and take action, all right? So this denial is not, while it's necessary, it's not really helpful, okay? Uh, Aside from the fact that it helps you move through these stages, okay? And really, you run the risk of not taking action to fight your diabetes and to keep yourself healthy. And so this denial actually puts you in this um, zone of doing nothing, and so, and we know um, time is of the essence with diabetes. And so you want to be proactive as much as you can and really get on it. And so denial stops you from doing that. And so um, part of steering out of denial is really to recognize, to recognize it when, when it comes up in your head, okay? And how it makes you um, avoid taking care of yourself. And so if you catch yourself saying things like one bite won't hurt, okay? Or this sore will heal itself or not even doing your foot checks, okay? To make sure you don't have any sores and, oh, the tingling on my feet really is something other than neuropathy. You know, you just ignore it. Uh, I'll go to the doctor later. I think that doctor is wrong. Um, I don't have time to do it, or my diabetes isn't serious, and, oh, it's just diabetes, it's not that serious. Oh, I just have pre-diabetes. I'm, I'm barely, di- you know, have diabetes. You know, I'm barely over the line. Um, you know, everyone, just know that everyone goes into denial from time time to time. Okay, it just, it just happens. But there's things you can do to make sure you don't stay there. And so that's, that's the key, and it's like, you know, to... I want to motivate you to, yeah, you know, if you're there, okay, feel it, understand it happens. It's gonna maybe come and go, but you need to be moving forward, okay? Um, you know, to if you if your goal is to have good health, then you need to, um, you know, really take a look at these emotions and so, you know, work, you know, with your doctor, work with a um, your care team if a mentor if if that you know to really help you through this go see a clinical psychologist and and set your goals okay set your goals because it's so much easier to know what to do every day if you know what you're aiming for all right and then when you have those low days or you're in that denial like okay i know this phase i know i'm in denial i know i'm struggling right now but i know where i want to go and it's out there. So you know how, you know, okay, what steps do I take to get there? And so, um, and just really include your family and friends and, and share, you know, so they can help you. So they can certainly help you. I just know that depression can sneak up on anyone. Okay. Sometimes there's a sadness or an emotional flatness that just won't go away. Sometimes you might feel hopeless and you have no idea what comes next. And um, you know that's when it's really helpful to have a community or have a mentor that can say, "Here's the plan you need to take. All right? Here's the here's what we need to do. Here's your goals. This is how we're going to reach them, and really take you by the hand and help you do it. And once you get started, and you know, then it gets sometimes that inertia to get started is really difficult. So, um, you know, it it you know this um, these hopeless feelings can really show up and depression can be hard to detect and can really, um, play havoc with your, with your self-care. It really can. So spotting depression is important. And so it's, so here's some symptoms for you. Okay. If you have a loss of interest or pleasure in the things that you used to enjoy. Okay. Or if you have a change in sleep patterns, you're waking up earlier than normal, uh, a change in appetite, uh, trouble concentrating, loss of energy, nervousness, guilt, okay, Um, kind of sadness in the morning, morning sadness, any sort of suicidal thoughts, okay, Uh, withdrawal from friends and activities, uh, declining school and work performance. So, you know, if you're not being the stellar employee you were, or the student that you were, you know, um, maybe that's an indicator because you're just kind of giving up. And so, you know, the withdrawal from friends and family, I actually saw this happen with a client. Uh, she just didn't feel good. And her diabetes, every time she'd go into the doctor, it was worse. And then she was having more, compl- you know, more and more medications. And now it's high cholesterol now it's blood pressure now it's fatty livers all these things were it was just starting to snowball and she couldn't keep up with it and and it just kept bringing her down and down and down so pretty soon you know she's not doing seeing her friends anymore she's not uh, coming out and doing social events with the family or any social events she's not cleaning her house she's you know barely making it to work you know barely getting that done and you know just and it was s- simply the depression all right because it was just nothing was going she didn't know what to do next and so uh, you know and just really understanding that these are signs and symptoms and reach out and get help and she lived by herself she didn't you know she lives by herself so there was not a partner or a roommate or anyone there could that can even say oh i noticed these changes right so um you know, it just, so just know that depression and diabetes, it's not uncommon, right? And if you feel like you might be depressed, please talk with your doctor, share the information, don't keep it to yourself. It's common, right? They almost expect it to happen. And they almost expect this anger and this denial, these stages to happen. And so, um, you know, if it makes sense for you, go see a therapist or a counselor and then work to overcome it. Uh, it you know it takes time for the depression to lift. It's not going to be overnight. But once you have the proper tools in place, the emotional tools in place, uh, you know you'll you'll get you'll start recognizing when it's happening again. When you finally realize, oh, this is what's going on, and then when you you know uh, you'll have the tools there. So when you start seeing yourself slip down that way again, then you can step up faster. All right. And so I hope this helps because, um, like I said, I, when uh, getting help with your diabetes helps so much, you shouldn't have to do it on your own. It's a lot. And these are skills that you haven't yet developed because you've never had diabetes before, okay? And so this is new to you. And so there's you you don't necessarily know how to do it yet. And yet we think we should, you know, think we should know how. Um, and and work hard on ourselves. And so, and when you're not getting the results you really desire and you crave and you want so badly, and you're trying all these things and you're not getting them, is I can see where the depression sets in. I really can. So if, um, if any of these symptoms come up for you, please contact somebody. If you know somebody that's having these symptoms, please contact somebody. Uh, I will link this information onto my website. It was literally uh, from the American Diabetes Association, but it was um, important and I wanted to make sure that it it gets out there um, to you. So I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Wanna start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast. Since morning habits are the easiest to build, that's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.